Wait for it. Wait for it. Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to the first episode of Business Talk Club. Yeah, don't mind me, guys. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the first episode of Business Talk. And as you know, Business Talk is the podcast package that centers or that will center on discussing current economic issues with emphasis on the implications on the immediate and distant environment. Economic policies will be analyzed for you that you don't understand the economic jargons out there. We're going to be discussing and masticating lots of business talks. We're going to be talking about how to make different money. Money and more money and more money. Money, 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 money. So guys, welcome to the first episode of Business Talks. Drum rolls. <laughs> Don't mind me, guys. I was just too elated to um, host my first podcast. Yeah, so today on today's episode, we'll be talking about the effect of COVID-19 on the world economy. And on this episode, uh, we'll be discussing um, on how the pandemic is affecting businesses around the world and how people are losing billions of dollars daily due to the lockdown around the world. We'll talk about how people have been losing their jobs and how small businesses have started closing down. We will discuss and analyze the most affected area of businesses. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. So let's get to the business of the day. COVID-19 has affected a lot of businesses, has affected the global economy, has affected the uh, the world at large. Now we'll be talking about how COVID-19 has caused the global spillover. Initially, the perception was that COVID-19 pandemic would be localized in China only before it later spread across the world through the movement of people. The economic pain that COVID-19 has caused in its, uh, that COVID-19 caused in the first three months was so severe that people were asked to stay at home and the severity was felt in various sectors of the economy with travel bans affecting the aviation industry, sporting events cancellations affecting the sports industry, the prohibition of mass gatherings affecting the events and entertainment industries. So there are parallels between the COVID-19 crisis and the events of the 2007 and 2008. As in 2020, many people in the earlier recession assumed the impact would be uh, largely localized. So in that case, on an assumption that the subprime mortgage crisis would be minor, affecting only the U.S., but ultimately it is affecting the global financial system. The sudden economic disruption caused by COVID-19 is not only destructive, but also has spillover implications because it has created demand and supply shocks in almost every area of human endeavor. I mean, look at it. COVID-19 has caused spillover to the travel industry, you know, when the coronavirus outbreak led, it led the government of many countries to impose 
restrictions on non-essential travels to countries affected by COVID-19. Tourism was indefinitely suspended. Uh, work travel and work visas yeah, and immigrant visas were suspended. Some even some countries even placed a complete travel ban on all forms of inward or outward travel, shutting down all airports in the country. Whew. At the height of the coronavirus pandemic, most airplanes flew almost empty due to mass passenger cancellations. Now, the travel restrictions imposed by the government subsequently led to the reduction in the demand for all forms of travel, which forced some airlines to temporarily suspend operations. Airlines such as Air Baltic, LOT, Ethiopian Airline, La Compagnie, Scandinavia Airlines, and so much and, uh, and so much more. And such travel restrictions cost the entire tourism industry a whooping sum of $200 trillion globally. Man, $200 billion was lost in just five months of restriction, of travel restriction, excluding other, other loss of revenue for tourism travel. Can you imagine? Losing a total of $200 billion globally. Aside from the travel industry, there was also spillover to the hospitality industry. I mean, uh, restaurant businesses have been affected during the pandemic, mainly through the government's announced stay-at-home policy and social distancing movement restrictions imposed by the government in many countries. In Nigeria here, we had lockdown for a month. For a month. And even after the, even after the lockdown was um, eased, restaurants were not allowed to open for quite a while until when the cases, until when the curve started flattening. And that didn't even start immediately. So restaurants and the hospitality industry had to wait for quite a while. They had to wait for at least two months before they could go back to business. And this has led to rapid shutdowns of a multi-billion dollars business all over the world. Restaurant executives have started laying off their staffs as they shut down their businesses temporarily. You know, many customers now stay at home and they prefer eating cooked meals at home. Unlike before when you're outside and you can get things outside to eat and um, drink because you're not at home. But now that you're at home, would you still want to patronize a restaurant? See, another spillover is the sports industry. I mean, the sports industry was severely affected during the coronavirus outbreak. In the football, in the football segment, major European football leagues in England and Scotland announced the immediate suspension of football matches for six weeks until the 30th of April. The Turkish Super League was the last major European league to suspend its matches. Even Formula One, the Monaco Grand Prix, was cancelled. The Tokyo Summer Olympic and Paralympic Games were also postponed. In the hockey segment, the 2020 hockey games in England was postponed. England's um, FIH Pro League games scheduled for 2nd to 3rd and 16th of and 17th of May were also postponed. Almost all major sports activities were postponed or cancelled. It was not postponed, it was cancelled, postponed, cancelled 
from basketball, from uh, from basketball to rugby to football, cancelled. Another factor, another major industry affected by this uh, by this uh, spillover is oil-dependent countries. You know, earlier this year in 2020, the price of oil price of oil fell due to the oil price war between Russia and Saudi Arabia. So the coronavirus pandemic worsened the situation through the reduction in demand for oil, the imposed travel restrictions during the pandemic, which led to a reduction in the movements of people and goods. And this, is, and this resulted in a fall for demand for aviation oil, oil, for aviation fuel, coal and other energy products, which subsequently led to a fall in oil price due to low demand. Lots of renewed to oil dependent countries. The effect of the, of the pandemic on oil dependent countries was severe. I mean, it affected them bitterly. The global decline in oil price combined with low demand for oil products in the, in the international markets led to a significant shortfall in oil revenue to oil dependent countries. And this increased current account deficits and worsened the balance of payment position of many dependent countries such as Venezuela, uh, Angola, Nigeria. These countries also faced increasing pressure on their foreign exchange reserves, which subsequently led to the devaluation of local currencies against the dollars. Countries like Kenya, Nigeria, and South Africa experienced a reduction in the price of petrol in the local gas stations. National budgets were also affected. The sustained decline in global oil price due to the COVID-19 pandemic meant that the current national budget became outdated for most oil-dependent countries and had to be revised because it did not reflect the current economic reality since the budget was priced at a higher oil price from 2019. I mean, look at that. Even affected countries that, uh, that depend on import Many import-dependent countries were also severely affected during the coronavirus pandemic. Many countries imported their essential commodities from major exporting countries like China, India, and Japan, and they depend largely on these countries for the consumption of essential commodities. So now the reduction in goods flowing through the global supply chain and substantial reliance on China for imported goods led to shortages of supplies to import-dependent countries as China shut down many of its export factories. Stay tuned, and when we come back, we're talking more about the effect of COVID-19 pandemic on the world economy. We'll be right back. Stay tuned and touch it. Welcome back, guys. We're still discussing and talking about the most affected area of businesses during this pandemic. You know, the affected areas, the most affected areas. One other affected area that uh, we have to mention, I have to talk about, is the entertainment industry. I mean, 
the global firm the the global film industry incurred a total of five billion dollars loss during the coronavirus outbreak several hollywood and nollywood movie productions were postponed indefinitely which meant goodbye to theater goodbye to cinema even the international alliance of theoretical um, stage employees reported an estimated 120,000 below the line entertainment industry jobs were lost due to the coronavirus pandemic, most of which were theoretical stage employees. The pandemic shutdown resulted, resulted in the loss of jobs held by um, 150,000 members. And, um, and the IATSE, that is the International Alliance of Theoretical Stage Employees, they advocated that the entertainment industries uh, should be included in the planned federal stimulus or what we call uh, palliative bailout packages, etc. In Italy, the COVID 19 outbreak severely affected the entertainment industry, which incurred losses estimated to run into millions of euros per week. You know, cinemas were shut down, stage, uh, theater stages were, were shut down, musical artists had to cancel shows. A lot of shows were cancelled. Um, there were estimated losses of 7.3 million euros in the film screening sector, 7.2 million euros in the theater segment, 4.1 million euros in the live mix music segment, 0.5 million euros in the dance activity segment, and so on and so forth, like, like that. In Nigeria, here, the entertainment industry uh, lost a total of 16.5. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I lost a total of um, 145 million naira in just in just two months of the total lockdown. Now, UK lots of uh, lots of um, people working with the entertainment industry, theater industry, they've lost their jobs. Collectively, unemployment levels in the entertainment industry rose to up unprecedented highs and yet there were doubts as to whether the the industry will receive part of the planned palliative that the government wanted to give out then another industry that was affected that was affected by the pandemic was the health sector i mean in many countries the services of public hospitals grew in high demand but the majority of the testing equipment were in private hospitals. China temporarily closed all hospitals in the central city of Wuhan, the epicenter of coronavirus outbreak. Iran's hospitals struggled to cope with the virus outbreak. In Spain, the Spanish government nationalized all private hospitals and healthcare workers, provided as the virus was spreading very, very, very rapidly. In Singapore, they had sufficient healthcare facilities and workers to cope with the growing number of COVID-19 patients and private hospitals were inviting and accepting foreign COVID-19 patients. The Minister of Health in Singapore subsequently advised all doctors and public in public and private hospitals and private specialist clinics to immediately stop accepting new foreign patients who do not, who do not live in Singapore. The virus outbreak also affected the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical supply chain. I mean, drug makers around the world really relied heavily on ingredients made in Chinese factories. 
about 60% of the world's active pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical ingredients, API, uh, were made in China before the coronavirus outbreak. And the COVID outbreak caused severe supply problems as China shut down majority of its factories, including factories that produce drugs, factories, um, pharmaceutical companies that, um, that produce drugs, that produce um, injections and uh, other stuffs. Many pharmaceutical companies did not store up substantial amounts of active pharmaceutical ingredients prior to the coronavirus outbreak. And as a result, some essential drugs were in short supply. The companies that have stored up a substantial amount of APIs in their, in their warehouses refused to sell them for fear of running out of supplies, while others were selling, were willing to sell only at a very high price. The over-reliance on Chinese API manufacturers posed the biggest risk to the global pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry, and the COVID-19 outbreak amplified the risk even further. Now, health insurers were also affected. Many health insurers in the U.S. could not cope with the insurance payments, so hospitals and insurers sought to be included in the planned federal relief stimulus package as the health sector's economic outlook was negative. So, so, so negative. Another, another, another industry affected Italy was the education sector. The, the coronavirus disrupted the $600 billion education industry. Educators and students around the world, they felt the ripple effect of the coronavirus as colleges and universities were instructed to shut down after the COVID-19 was declared a pandemic. And um, there were school closures of some kind in 44 countries and four continents. Nigeria had a total lockdown of schools for months. It's been six months already since the schools have been locked down and the schools in Nigeria are still not open. The outbreak, there are school closure, uh, closures in 44 countries and four continents, including Africa, with hundreds of millions of students around the world facing disruptions. The outbreak had a more severe consequence on schools that did not have an online learning platform. If you're if you have a school and you cannot um, survive on digital or online, then the effect that it that the pandemic will have on you, that lockdown will have on you, will be so 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 severe. Public schools in US were closed. Even Australia shut down some schools. All countries like uh, Israel, Nigeria, Egypt, Italy, France, and Spain shut down all schools. And this created some form of unemployment for teachers. You know, in Northern, Northern Ireland's government even suspended all examinations in its colleges and universities. Multiple US-based universities around a study abroad program overseas instructed students to return home from Italy, France, and Spain as a COVID-19 outbreak became severe in those countries. And on the positive side, there were suggestions that the COVID-19 outbreak increased the importance of online education. And if you ask me, I would say yes, because this outbreak, this pandemic, really showed those, those that are weak and those that are strong. It showed the countries that still have a long way to go in terms of uh, moving digital, in terms of going digital for everything and it shows the, the 
it shows the countries that are ready for it. When they lock down schools, the United States, the schools in US, schools in Australia, schools in other developed countries did not have any problem moving online. But come back to come back here to Africa, schools in Nigeria, schools in um, South Africa, schools in Kenya would not move online immediately because of a lot of factors that were affecting them. Uh, ISP, no, no fast uh, ISP data charges are high on the high side. Then power, electricity, which is very important, is also scarce. So those countries have to work other, have to work other in making sure that next time, if there's a next time, they have to be ready, and uh, they have to be, um, they have to know that online education and distance learning is really, really, really important, really, really important. For instance, in the US alone, about 2.5 million undergraduates of, of total US students uh, studies online. And they graduated, they had their convocation, they graduated, and they moved on with life. So we know only few schools have the capacity to arrange a distance learning program for their students. But, but then we can try. We can try for next time. It is the next time. So, guys, uh, this is it on today's episode of um, Business Talk. Uh, this is the first episode, and we have been talking about the business industries that have been affected severely by the pandemic the effect it has had on the local on the international on the global economy and now people are and now businesses have lost billions of dollars due to the lockdown around the world and now stuff like this are happening we just need to uh, be patient because the pandemic will soon be over and we'll move on with our lives. And in case you're just joining us, in case you're just listening, let me do a rundown of the industries that are affected by the pandemic, that have been most affected by the pandemic. Let me start with the education sector. Very, very, very severely affected. Then the health sector also affected, the entertainment industry affected, the event industry affected, the sports industry affected, the import dependent dependent countries have been affected the oil dependent countries affected the travel industry affected the hospitality industry affected everybody all businesses have been affected all businesses all big businesses all small businesses businesses are closing down nike has closed down stores in the us adidas has closed down stores in the us and they will not be producing for at least a year even barclays bank had to lay off staffs which they've not done in the past 50 to 60 years. They have to lay off a lot of their staffs. So, guys, thank you for listening to today's episode um, of Business Talk. And by next week, we'll be coming back with the effects of COVID-19 on the world economy part two. The second part, that is where we'll be talking about the solutions to small businesses and how they can survive in, the, in this pandemic. Then we'll discuss how the world economy, especially countries most affected by the pandemic, can get back on their feet as soon as possible. Today, you might think today's episode is boring because today's episode is just purely theoretical. But by next episode, I promise you we'll be going 
practical. We'll be going purely practical by next episode. Okay, and I hope you come here. I hope you come back to listen to the business talk next week. See you then. Business talk. The world of business.